0: Welcome to the BIV Today podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, a lot of BC brands are bracing for a Beijing boost. The Olympic Games are set to kick off February 4th, and some notable West Coast companies will be showcasing their wares to the rest of the world. This ranges from made-in-BC technology to designer clothing, But how much does this really matter for these brands? With us to probably put some perspective into everything it is Craig Patterson. He is, of course, the founder and editor-in-chief at RetailInsider.com. Craig, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Lululemon, that is probably the biggest name BC brand that will be showcased at the Olympics. It is the official outfitter for Team Canada. Uh, What do you think of, A... The, the clothing kind of this designer line that they put out there and, and B, uh, what do you think of the opportunity that Lululemon has to showcase their brand to the rest of the world as uh, team Canada here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the collection personally. It's, it's got uh, you know, ample use of red. It's got a bit of an urban look to it. Uh, uh, I think that it, it was done well. I know that some people liked it and some didn't in terms of the way that uh, it rolled with aesthetic but i do think i prefer it compared to the hudson's bay's glass collection which was a bit denim focused for for uh, the tokyo olympics um yeah i i just think lululemon's collection will resonate more with consumers and your second question was about the opportunity uh, i believe um i mean this is certainly an opportunity for lululemon if anything just to have bragging rights i mean uh, for an athleisure yoga brand to be outfitting an Olympic team is quite remarkable, I'm sure. I guess Roots was also, I don't wanna say unusual, but certainly having these brands uh, outfitting the Olympics, this is definitely bragging rights uh, for a brand, even if it's gonna be profitable or not. It almost doesn't matter. Uh, Craig, you're breaking my heart. If you go through my closet, I think I, I'm not exaggerating.
0: I, I've got like five denim jackets in there of varying shades and warmth and all that. I, I kind of liked the uh, the roots uh, denim look that we had uh, during the Tokyo Games myself, personally. <laughs> well, I got to ask you this because I also keep thinking and I think a lot of people associate kind of the, uh, the fashion stuff with uh, the 2010 games with those red mittens everywhere. Do you think that there could be kind of a similar boost with regards to what we're getting, uh, from Lululemon, you know, more people jumping on board that, or do you think it's a little special because, you know, those 2010 games are actually in, you know, Canada versus going all the way to China?
1: Well, the 2010 Olympics were very special because they were in Vancouver. I, I was certainly there. And, and part of that, uh, uh, very exciting and busy time in the city and, Uh, The Olympic uh, fashions that we saw there, Uh, Hudson's Bay, the Hudson Bay company was the one that was supplying it at the time. Uh, Interesting stuff. The red mitts. I think they were $10 each. Uh, Money went to charity because of it. A fortune was raised. It was great. Um, That was an exciting time. and, And that was an interesting set of merchandise when you could get it because the lineups to get into the Olympic store they had in that big downtown Hudson's Bay flagship were very, very long. Well, I mean, everything was... It was hard to get in, into anything, really, if people remember the yeah. 2010 Olympics and, and just the incredible crowds. I mean, downtown Vancouver was basically just a crowd of people. It was phenomenal. I think I was able to get into the Saskatchewan Pavilion uh, pretty easily. That was
0: not an issue. But I remember e- even going all the way down to Richmond just to visit the uh, Team Netherlands Pavilion that was just a packed lineup, uh, just to go drink a couple Heinekens. So it's just kind of, uh, it, it was an exciting time. And I'm wondering, I don't know, do you think that there's much appetite to bring the games back to Canada at any point? There's a bit of a talk about, uh, having it come back to Vancouver, just cause we have so much of the infrastructure already set up from uh, 10,
1: or I should say 12 years ago. Yeah, I, I think that would be amazing. Um, I wonder if Calgary is also wondering about this too, just because I remember the night I'm old enough to remember the 1988 Olympics, uh, including carrying a torch. Uh, but it, I think it would be terrific. I mean, Canada's a cold weather climate. This would be a winter Olympics. I would assume uh, unless Vancouver really wants to get ambitious and build some extra infrastructure for something summer based. Cause Vancouver has gorgeous summers as we know as well, but um, geez, I don't know. Um, it would be interesting to see it come back. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, Who knows? Uh, I wonder, though, if a city like if you think about it, Montreal and Vancouver have both hosted Olympics and Expos and Toronto has had neither. So uh, we'll see what happens because a city like Toronto at some point, I'm sure, is going to say, well, we'd like this. But also the city has for years, decades bid on this and has never won. So I don't know what's going on there. But nevertheless, Canada certainly done well in terms of both the Olympics and Expo. And those are two important events that uh, are on the global scale.
0: It is a cold weather climate here, but I remember back in 2010, it was like the weirdest weather you could imagine in February where there was like barely any snow on the mountains. Uh, you could walk around with kind of like a windbreaker on and you'd feel just fine in, in the dead of winter, which I thought was, uh, uh, maybe, uh, blew the minds off of some of these international visitors that probably, uh, came to Vancouver with parkas ready to go.
1: Yeah. I remember a sunny day where I wore a sweater, not even kidding. I went with a friend to a restaurant. She was she came in from Toronto and, uh, I was wearing a, a sweater. It was a lovely day um, in February, and there was no rain in Vancouver. That was also incredible. Oh, that's
0: incredible. <laughs> We've seen
1: February's where I've gotten to February 28th in Vancouver and said, We have not seen the sun and we have not even been dry. So uh, the Olympics was a very great time in terms of weather in, in 2010. Uh, you're making me have flashbacks to, I think it was
0: 2005, when it was 52 or 53 days of nonstop rain, I think going from like January all the way into like March or something like that. It was just kind of a brutal oh. period. But um okay. <laughs> That's my own PTSD. Uh let me ask you this though. Um how much weight does the Olympics brand still carry on not just, you know, kind of a national level, but on a global level? I- I'm thinking about this, but like what kind of opportunity it is to get, you know, uh your own brand out there if you're kind of riding the coattails off the Olympics.
1: Um, I think the Olympics are still pretty important. Uh, I don't think it has the same importance as it may have had in decades past. Uh, part of the reason I say that is because now there's so much more to distract people that something years ago like the Olympics or really anything that was happening um, probably would have gotten more attention than now we're in a world where we've got TikTok and Instagram and you know all kinds of stuff to distract people. But nevertheless, I think that Certainly for some, the Olympics does uh, uh, hold a level of importance, which as a result will uh, provide opportunities for brands such as Lululemon or even other brands, uh, you know, wanting to ride some coattails or or whatnot uh, to to create brand awareness. So I I think that there is still a strong um, affinity for the Olympics among some, but not all. Um, I remember even in Vancouver during the Olympics, people were starting to ask questions about, um, processes who's involved funding, you know, there was people's became a little more questioning, um, in years past, or maybe it was just me noticing it, but, uh, um, in you know, when I was a kid, the Olympics were just the Olympics. It was the greatest thing ever. And then people started asking questions about social situations and people being evicted from housing. And, um, you know, the world has changed over the years, of course, as we know. And uh, there has been a bit more of a awakening and an awareness around what's happening just in the world generally. And I think the Olympics have uh, um, had, a, there has been a bit of an impact on the uh, brand as well as just people and what they may think of it. But, but I think it's overwhelmingly still, I think, a positive uh, thing, uh, hopefully. You know, journalists
0: like you and me, as well as listeners who are very in tune to current events, you know, we're going to be aware of things like, say, diplomatic boycotts against Beijing, concerns about China's human rights abuses. Do you think this matters to the average consumer, though? Or or is the average consumer even that aware of these sorts of concerns? I, I just wonder if A lot of this just kind of goes over the head of those like the vast majority of folks that might not be paying attention to why there's so much controversy surrounding Beijing uh, games right now.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if there's a separation in that. I mean, the Olympics has its own brand, regardless of where it happens. Um, The Chinese brand in terms of being a country and its government, I think has certainly seen some challenges. I don't think they care to be honest, but uh, certainly around, you know, uh, Ming Wei, you know, with with, with Huawei, uh, uh, you know, the whole fiasco around there, the two Michaels that had been imprisoned and then just, you know, coincidentally released the same day that she was released. I mean, that among other things, including, you know, trade wars, sanctions, uh, there's so many things that, We've had, I mean, we do business with China because it's the world's factory. It's very important. And of course, in Vancouver, uh, many people are, are from the country, uh, including some of my best friends. But, um, you know, China itself is quite a unique uh, country from a government perspective. And uh, uh, <laughs> we've had some few experiences that we've talked about. Maybe we shouldn't repeat it, but um I don't, I think that the brand of the Olympics would survive even if it's in China or, or anywhere that might have some controversy to it because, you know, we've heard all kinds. Of, I mean, the average consumer should hopefully be at least somewhat aware of, of some of the news that we're hearing out of China. And I suspect that they would be. But for myself, I don't think the Olympics itself would be tarnished by the fact that it's being, um, you know, hosted in China or I'm just trying to think of a place that would be super controversial. I, I still think that the olympics are going to survive you know 100 years from now and and hopefully have a positive uh uh, brand associated with it
0: yeah i I think maybe a lot of folks would mostly just be aware that the nhl is not going to be participating that's going to be a bummer for many folks but the reason i bring this up is because the uh league and the the players were looking at the restrictions that uh, beijing would be imposing you know if you've got a case of covid You could be locked up or not locked up, but uh, quarantined for, you know, about two weeks there. And I think if you got to be back in North America playing professional games, uh, that's scary to uh, the world's best athletes. And I I wonder what we're going to end up seeing unfold for many of the competing athletes uh, just amid kind of the Omicron surge that's going on right now. It's kind of a this is going to be a strange Olympics. Tokyo uh, was a little weird as well. It's just it's a little weird to think of, you know no audiences there do do you think that's going to impact kind of the the brand of the olympics moving forward do you think people are just going to be like you know what we we can still look forward to what's going to be happening i i guess italy will be home to the next olympics
1: yeah i mean in terms of the lack of crowds uh you know i think people and you know consumers who are people are going to realize that we are in a pandemic things are a little bit different um hopefully people are still going to cheer on the athletes. I think that there is going to be that support there. It may not be as popular as in years past, but, uh, or, or as well watched. I, I think I should say specifically, um, you know, I'm wondering, actually, how are they doing all the COVID tests over there? We've heard uh, it's not just uh, in the nose. Let's put it that way <laughs> <Sure. Wow. laughs> in China. So they, they go a little lower down, apparently, for some of those tests. Uh, but I don't know if that's just for the diplomats. I'm sure that's just for punishment. I don't think they're going to do that to the athletes. OK, uh, fingers <laughs> crossed there. <laughs> but, um, as, as
0: always, Craig, uh, we'll leave it on that note. Uh, and, uh, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today. <laughs> thank you for having me. That is Craig Patterson. He is editor-in-chief as well as a founder of RetailInsider.com. You can go to his website to check out some great stories there. In the meantime, you can go to BIV.com for all of our stories, interviews, videos, podcasts, and more. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Maybe look forward to the Olympics coming up just a few days. And until next time, I'm Tyler Orton. This is Business in Vancouver.